0: Well, here we are with Paul Haarhaus, the Davis Cup captain for the Netherlands. And Paul, you've been involved in Dutch tennis your, your whole life. It's lovely to see you. First of all, thank you for spending some time with us. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm enjoying it. And you were a part of a golden generation as a player. And now I suppose you're part of the, the search to try and build a new one now. You've had some great success reaching the quarterfinals of the Davis Cup at the end of last year. To go back to your playing days, what, what made the golden generation that you were a part of?
1: I think you know it, it was a bit of a luck. Um, it was uh, getting some talents and uh, getting uh, right people to, to practice with, but also the right coaches. And, um, and I think we we were. Um, I think one main important thing is is that you have other guys or other girls. You know when you are in the in the, in the female uh, on WTA tour is to have people you look up to but they're also your competition you practice with and you feel like hey their level is not that much better than me and if you have a couple guys or a couple girls can look at each other like that I think that's the main thing that um, can thrive you and and push you to do
0: better when I think of your generation, I think of you and your great partnership with Jaco Elting, of course, but Jan Siemerink was around and, of course, Richard Krychek. So which of those players fell into the rival category for you that pushed you on to great heights?
1: All of them, all of them, because, you know, um, I, I always looked at them as, as, as great guys and I practiced with them and in practice. You know, I felt like I had always had a chance of beating them. So I felt if they did well, you know, it inspired me to also uh, work harder, do better. So it wasn't just one person, but I was looking at okay, okay, uh, richest volleys are like this. Oh, uh, yeah, a simmering serve is like that. Okay, Um, uh, the other forehand is like. And I was always looking at particular things uh, for me to improve, and I was looking at other players. Okay, how do they do this? So they were all inspiring for me.
0: Jaco Elting was your doubles partner and you won all the four majors with him, which is an extraordinary achievement. Um, I wonder what the chemistry was like between you as players and how that has actually come with you into your post-tennis lives as well, because you've worked a lot together subsequent to tennis too.
1: Yes, I think the most important thing when we were playing together is we have a huge amount of respect for each other. Obviously, we also were good friends because if you spend all day, every day with each other, all day of the week and every week of the year um, from morning from breakfast till dinner um, you have to have a very solid uh, and good feeling about each other so but I think we had huge amount of respect for each other and we were always uh, thriving to be better and so I could tell him what I thought he need to work on and he could do the same thing to me without us thinking wow, is he criticizing me? No, he's making us better. And we really felt that way, that we were always, and we were open-minded about it. And I think I've always tried to uh, look at that and tell other players, that's the most important thing. You can't do it on your own. You need the help from from other players. You need the help from other coaches. You need to, you look beyond your little, your little uh, safe boundaries now. And there's a lot of people who can help you out. And if you're open about for it, it can really help you so you're talking about development as a
0: person here aren't you the ability to deliver criticism in a friendly way and the ability to take it in a way where you you don't take it personally
1: yeah no that's if you feel like you really believe that they criticize you to make you better and not to 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 stump you on the ground and keep you there then 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 it's very it's very easy to take that criticism plus i was a person that was very um, motivated after people were saying, oh, I think you can do this better, or I think maybe you should have done that. Oh, oh, I I was ready to go right away onto the practice court and do some more and and uh, and to be motivated to do that. And uh, you know, that helped, obviously my character helped that. Um, but I'm also trying to help that and tell that to kids when they're coming up. And, uh, and I think that's one of the main things that we are doing well now. The Netherlands though,
0: is not like the UK where I'm from, where we've got Wimbledon and a large amount of money comes into the game from that. So how do you make do with less funding on the world stage and still produce the kind of competitive players that you have done?
1: Well, there is not a single um, like footprint. Okay, this is how you have to do it. Because if if there was one, everybody would do it, you know. So um, obviously we, we are well um, struggling i would say is a, is a tough way it's maybe not a uh, good word but we are definitely not um, have don't have a big budget and uh, to help all the juniors or to have a lot of junior events or to to help all the professional players but um, the federation is trying to with the means they have to build a very solid uh, foundation where they help out the young kids but we also believe that by getting everything or getting a lot, you don't learn from yourself. You need to want it yourself. So I think that also helps the system um, that we don't have all the budget in the world. So you really got to find a way yourself to do it because tennis is a hard world. It's really, really, it's, it's, there's three, maybe three, in my opinion, there's three, maybe sports that are really done worldwide by by a big amount of people and tennis is one of them and so the competition is fierce is strong and um, yeah so in Holland what we're doing right now what we see happening especially on the men's side from the top eight nine guys eight are are practicing at the, the National Training Center so when they are in Holland they are practicing with each other and when they are practicing with each other they are seeing that hey you know, I'm, I'm practicing with this guy and, and I'm going to a challenger and he's going to an ATP Tour event and he's winning a round next week. Well, I, last week we played a set and it was a close one. So that's the same system that we have with Jaco and, and, and Richard and that, that you that you really help each other um, by practicing together. And, uh, and and I think that's what is making the difference in the last couple of years in, in, in some players breaking through, the other guys seeing, hey, you know, I can do that too. Yeah, we've seen big strides
0: forward from Botik van der Zanskolb yep. and from Talon Griekspoor. Yep. And of course, Wesley Koolhoff is, has been number one in doubles. How much more is there to come from this group of players, do you feel?
1: Well, I, I, felt, I feel like Botik uh, and Talon uh, only for the last two years, last year and a half, basically, they've been in the top 100. So, um, they, they, they still need, in my opinion, they still lack so much experience. Yeah. They cannot say, oh yeah, this is my seventh time I'm playing uh, Roland Garros, or this is my sixth time main draw Wimbledon. So, for them, you know, um, each year for now is special, but it needs to get to that point that, you know, it's it's... It's, it's it's normal to be in that tournament. And and so there is still a lot more to expect, but also a lot more to come, in my opinion, from these guys. And then they are taking the other guys with them. Van Tim van Rijthoven, um, uh, here uh, Gijs Brouwer is, is is now making a big step towards the top 100. We have Jelle Sels, he's, he's 130 on, at the end of the year, but got injured in, in, in November and hasn't played for the last three months. But these guys are coming, coming. And, and we have uh, one or two young kids uh, that they're practicing a lot with these guys. And uh, so I think that the future on men's side is bright. Women are struggling a bit more, but they're practicing everywhere except for at the National Training Center.
0: So there's still plenty more improvements for you to make by the sounds of things. And I'm sure these players are going to benefit from the enthusiasm with which you speak and the experience that you have. Your love for tennis shines across at me. So thank you for sharing your time and experience with us on the ATP podcast. Paul Howhouse.
1: Thank you very much.